Hi everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Jesso Girls. It's Erin here, and today we're going to talk about branding. But before we dive in, let's define what branding and marketing is. It tends to be a little bit confusing. So marketing is defined as the set of tools, processes, and strategies you use to actively promote your products, services, and or company. Whereas branding, on the other hand, is about defining who you are as a company through visuals and language. So developing a strong brand will drive your marketing plans. Branding is not just the logo and a website. This can sound easier than it actually is, especially if you're not quite sure the difference between branding or marketing or where to even start. So obviously we won't be able to establish all your brand in one working session, but if you don't know where to start, I do encourage you to take out a notebook Take some notes and write down your thoughts that come to mind and maybe this will get you on the right path. Keep in mind, brand consistency is key, but also have fun with this exercise. You're an artist with brilliant ideas. And I also know sometimes us artists are our own worst branding enemy. Why? Because we have so many creative ideas, it's hard to just narrow it down to one. With that, make the rules for yourself and hold yourself to it. That means the graphic elements, copy and type, and content all must be consistent. What I do that helps myself is I actually put this in a document, a PowerPoint, uh, InDesign, whatever it may be, or just draw it out on paper. Put those rules down, something that you can refer back to. To our four-step process of branding part one, I recommend that you scour the internet, find things that inspire you, artists that you love, branding that you love, It can be Target, it can be Walmart, it can be The Gap. It doesn't have to be an artist that you have to compare your stuff to for branding. It can be anything. Look at companies that you are drawn to and what you like. Give it a nice audit, meaning take a look. What are they talking about? What is the service they deliver? What is their color palette? What is their font? What is the graphic elements that they use consistently? Take a look at their social media as that huge uh, resource and tool that we use nowadays to market ourselves. Do they have consistency with their social channels? Is there color blocking that you've noticed? You know, planning this stuff out and doing your research is going to help drive the success of your own marketing and brand. Four categories. One, define your brand. Two, what's in a name? Three, tone copy. Four, fonts and color palette. And we're going to start with one, define your brand. Either in your head, write them down. I'm going to give you some examples, but please keep in mind this is all made up. The examples that I'm saying, this is not a true company, nor does it actually exist. If you think it should, go for it, take it. (laughs) So, who are you and what is a service you provide? Or what do you sell? What do you want your brand to make you feel? So, for example, I, Aaron, am a calligrapher. I provide various hand-drawn pieces of work that appear elegant and vintage, but have profanity within them. So I have an edge, but it's clean, it's minimalistic, it's elegant. So that's my brand. I'm defining my brand by what I do, the skill I provide, and the emotion I want my client to take away. So that's just an example. So again, Define a few of these things in your notebook. Who are you? What is the service you provide? Or what do you sell? Most artists, your service is creativity. It's art. It's design. And you sell pieces. 
photography, canvases, ceramics, etc. And with that, how do you want your client to feel? How do you want them to walk away when they're on your website or social media, in your store, at a store, when they look at your pieces? Are you doing it to make people happy? Is it rainbows and butterflies? Or is it real intense texture and abstract pieces? Maybe you want them leaving confused. (laughs) Awesome. Go ahead and take those notes down. Give you a couple more seconds, and then we're going to jump into the next one. So defining your brand, again, is just making sure that you understand you're communicating the deliverable, communicating what you are. There's just so many things out there that aren't clear. Think of the ads that you see that you're like, what is it? And you're like, oh, it's a perfume commercial. It shouldn't take someone that long to know exactly who you are if you can define your brand. But what's in a name? Well, everything is in a name. Taking what you define your brand, now think about what your name is. Do you want your name to identify itself through a word, your name, or your service? It can be simply Aaron's Calligraphy, Aaron's Art. Or someone like me, I prefer not to necessarily keep my name forward, and I like to use something a little bit more brand forward. So if I were coming up with a name for my calligraphy, I would call it Inked. Now, why and how did I get to that? Well, inked is sometimes is uh, in connection to tattoos, and sometimes tattoos are considered on the edgier side. I have a few. I don't know if people would call me edgy, but there's a general (laughs) interpretation and impression of that. And knowing that my calligraphy has profanity and has an edge to it, I want it to be inked. It's clean, simple, black and white, which tends to be the most popular ink for tattoos, So that's where my head would go. But before you pick that name, and I can tell you most likely inked has already been taken and copyrighted, check that. Check the domains, check meaning the websites, the social media. You want to make sure that you can capture all the tools and resources to actually create marketing to be available. And if it's not, that's when you need to go back to the drawing board. Because if Aaron's art already exists, guess what? No one's going to be able to find me. So I need to come up with something else. Also, don't be misleading. A name can confuse everybody. Keep in mind, branding is a process of self-discovery. You will need to think about what your brand will mean to your audience and once you present it to them as well. So again, what kind of artwork do you do? Do you have a common message that you're trying to get across with your art? That all can go into that. Uh, Write down this. It can be a unique value or positioning. It will be what people think of when they hear your name and what sets you apart from the other artists. So let's go into our next category. Copy and tone. This one tends to be overlooked, especially as visual artists, we tend to put this to the side. Guilty as charged. So with that, I won't go into too much detail, but when it does come to your copy and your tone, that sometimes paints its own picture. No pun intended. With that, Keep in mind that puns sometimes are only funny to you. All right, so tone and copy. What do you want your audience to take from the ver- the words that you use? So when you're writing social media, when you're writing emails, uh, keep it consistent. With that, are you talking in first person? Are you using emojis? Are you not using emojis? Are you serious? Are you happy? Are you bubbly? The sky's the limit. So 
even though I'm only briefly touching on this, copy and tone is important. It is part of your brand. It's what you stand for. It's how you speak. It's how you talk. It's your brand positioning as well. When you're writing that brand positioning, you want to keep it in a tone that you're going to continue through even social media, your website, and emails, or any marketing material. So quickly jot down a few lines that you really like, that you've seen, brand positionings you've seen, or jot down even just a few words of emotions or hot categories that would help you come back to this of your tone, happy, sad, direct, simple words, simple descriptors like that will help put you on the right path to define your copy and tone for your brand. Again, brand is not just the visual identity. It's also how you final section, fonts, and color palette. This is extremely important. Why? Because you're an artist. So that color palette is going to say a lot. As you know, you probably go to your canvas or whatever medium you're working on and think about that first. What are you actually creating? What is the colors? I would actually say, look at your art. Is there a consistency that you see in your own art yourself? Do you see that you actually have a lot of blue in all your pieces and you didn't even realize it? And I mean, not just looking at one collection. Look at all the series you've created, all your past art. That can kind of push you in the right direction and define that color palette for you. There are so many resources out there to help define, help create a color palette that works too, that's successful. Use those resources and tools to your advantage. Coolers, which is through Adobe, that always helps you collect them. People have even pre-made them that you can grab them. Canvas has them. Um, I'm sure any app that you can do any graphic designs has pre-loaded color palettes as well. Doesn't mean that you should just take some, take a pre-loaded one, but if you are overwhelmed by the color palette selection, there are tools and resources where they can select them for you. And you can start with that. That's something that I must bring up. Just because you set these rules doesn't mean they're permanent. I have rebranded myself probably five times, but you know what? It was the fifth time I finally was like, this is it. The only difference is, is, well, you know, brand equity kind of got shot by changing all the time. However, it took me time to evolve and explore to really figure out what my brand was and how to define it. So don't be discouraged if you do decide to scratch everything out and hit redo. Fonts. So as a graphic designer, fonts are everything. It is legibility. It is how you can scale things up and down. It is what the tone is. What are you telling? Fonts can tell a story in itself. If you're doing a Times Roman, that's going to come off as older. If you're going to do a Futura, it's clean. It's a sans serif. If you're doing a Helvetica, well, you're right there with Target and Gap, (laughs) Uh, which if you haven't seen the documentary Helvetica, highly recommend it. Uh, It is a font that changed the world. But she didn't know that. So keep in mind when you're picking your font, what the font tells, what the font is sharing. If you want a more technology feel, maybe you are a graffiti artist. Maybe you take your graffiti art, you use that as a brand element, splashes of, splashes, um, sprays of the graffiti texture of the paint, and you do a strong type over it. That way you can read it. You don't necessarily need to have a handwritten font on an artistic font written on top of art. It can sometimes be difficult to read. Sometimes having an opposing option is helpful. So I know we've kind of went through that fast, but define your brand, what's in a name, tone and copy, and color palette. 
Again, look at your art, see what sticks out to you. And voila. Put this all on one piece of paper. Maybe color it, make it pretty, make it artistic. And this is your brand. Wasn't that difficult? All right, everyone. Well, I'm going to let you all get back to your evening, morning or afternoon. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to shout as I am in marketing and advertising full-time as a graphic designer. Uh, Painting and any creativity outside of my nine to five is making art. So reach out. Let's connect because branding can be overwhelming and I cannot cover it all in one session, but would love for all of you to shout with questions. All right, everyone, be well, leave us a review or drop us a comment. Be well.